0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode 3 of the Superintendent's Parkland Pride Podcast. My name is Dr. Mark Madsen. I'm Superintendent of Schools for the Parkland School District. Uh, We're recording this in in the morning, and we are actually in the high school media center library, and I'm so excited. Um, This is the third episode of our podcast, and today uh, we're titling this Parkland High School 101. And uh, I'm very, very excited. We have, we have four students with us um, this morning, and also uh, our high school principal, Mr. Moniz. And, and the, the outcome for this podcast is really just to try to get a little bit better perspective and insight into what is it like to be a student at Parkland High School? And more specifically, not just Parkland High School, but Parkland High School in Pennsylvania during a pandemic. Um, and, and some of the challenges that, that brings for us as, as educators, but especially for our students, which, again, is, is why we're here, um, and, 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 and the main focus of all of the work that we do is to make sure that our kids have access and, and the ability to, to pursue whatever they might want to, and, and it's been challenging during this time and during this pandemic, but uh, we're still doing some amazing things, and we just wanted to hear a little bit more about Uh, what those things look like uh, from the perspective of of our students. Um, So I'm going to ask the panel, I'll start with Mr. Moniz, um, so that way it makes it easier for everybody, and we'll kind of just go counterclockwise around the room. But if you just want to introduce yourself uh, to the audience and tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Good morning, everybody. Mr. Moniz, a high school principal. Uh, This is my ninth year at the high school, and can simply say that over the past... Uh, year and a half, it has been quite the challenge as uh, someone who's probably in his uh, 15th year of being in a high school setting. This was definitely the hardest aspect of leadership that I've ever been a part of. I think last year, what our students and when we went through the pandemic, you know, we've talked about creating online opportunities for them and and having them transition from a high school perspective to an eventual college perspective where they had an online component to some of their coursework. That was kind of the norm that you were seeing at that time. And then we went to almost 100% online for a lot of students, and a lot of the education was online. And, and um, we really um, had quite the challenge in front of us, and I thought our teachers did a fantastic job of adapting to the tools uh, that we needed to be successful. And the kids, I mean, they really had to raise the bar for themselves in terms of picking up all these new tools being able to work in a totally different mindset, uh, and taking on a lot of individual responsibility on their own in terms of working from home. uh, For most of the students that we had were actually working from home by the end of the year. And as we've transitioned into this school year, you know, we faced different challenges. The challenges of having students back in school and and having 3,000 kids in a building at one time and and the interactions that they have with one another that have become distant in a lot of those routines that we had established or the ways in which uh, they went about communicating with each other. They've changed during the pandemic. So uh, we're coming back to in-person instruction. I know our kids were really happy when they walked in the door in August, and I, I think they're still happy now, but of course, you know, you walk into a school year and you face different challenges and And you have different things, and we've got some great kids here with us that can talk about what their experiences have been like in returning back to school. Uh, But it's great to see, and now I think we're balancing out, you know, what did we learn in the past from a teaching point of view? What are the students able to do from a learning point of view? And how are we incorporating those things together uh, moving forward? Because we're not all online anymore, but yet there are some real benefits to that. Uh, in terms of how they were able to learn and what they were able to accomplish on their own. So I think it's been a great balance. I'm really proud of the work of the teachers in terms of uh, adjusting to the new mindset of, you know, that we're back to face-to-face. Well, how can we still help our kids be successful? Uh, we definitely have gaps. You know, I'm sure kids are talking about, well, I'm not quite there in this subject yet, or I didn't quite have that experience. So I think what we're trying to do is just be very supportive, Um, and help our kids reach their goals. At the same time, you know, we need the students, you know, communicating to, you know, what what situations, what type of content do they need, you know, additional support with. But overall, I think uh, those are some of the biggest issues that, you know, we've been seeing and experiencing and, you know, areas that I'm sure the kids can talk about and maybe add some of their own perspectives as well.
0: Great. Thank you. Principal Moniz, so before we get into some questions, how about if we have the students just introduce themselves? And again, we'll go, we'll go counterclockwise.
2: Hello, my name is Damiel Olatillo. I'm a senior here at Parkland, and I enjoy many activities here. I'm the captain of the girls' soccer team, vice president of the Black Student Union, president of National Honor Society, vice president of Leo Club, and I participate in the Future Business Leaders of America competitions, and I'm thankful for all of the opportunities that I've had here at Parkland.
0: Great, thank you.
3: Hi, my name is Rashika Rahatki. I'm also a senior at Parkland. Um, I'm really interested in speech and debate. I'm on the Parkland High School debate team. I'm president of the political science club, and I'm also captain of the mock trial team. I'm also really passionate about advocating for students' issues such as mental health, and I've done a lot of work to um, kind of spread awareness at Parkland, and I'm really thankful to be part of this district as well.
0: Right, thank you.
4: Hello, my name is Jack Brubacher. I'm a freshman at Parkland. Uh, I'm interested in many sports at Parkland. I play football, volleyball, and baseball, and I appreciate Parkland having all of these sports, and I appreciate Parkland, um, giving us the chance to play sports and show up in athletics. So, that's it. Thank you.
5: Okay. Hi, I'm Emily Blockle. Um I'm a junior at Parkland High School, and I love to perform. I perform in the fall plays and the spring musicals, and um, I also love to do chorus. I'm the vice president of chorus, and I also am the secretary of Key Club, and. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. But um, I'm so grateful for this opportunity, and I'm so happy we're back in school, and the year is starting to become more normal.
0: Great, great. Well, thank you again, everyone, for for taking time. I know we were just talking a little bit about the bell's going to ring at some point. Got to get back to class, or are going to miss anything important. And hopefully, we'll be able to, to uh, help you out with anything that, that you miss. So thank you for taking the time to be with us. And I know Mr. Moniz already talked a little bit about his opening some of the challenges that, that he's seen and and how challenging it may be the most challenging year and a half he's had as an administrator in his, maybe even as an educator in his whole career. So I'm going to start with our, with our two seniors, um, because really, when you think about it, you haven't had a normal year since you were a freshman, right? Your freshman year was a full year, and then your 10th grade year is when you know we everybody was then virtual in the spring of that year right Am I I'm getting my math correct it wasn't a math major I just want to make sure um and then last year with the um the hybrid so now we're we're back in a in a 5 days a week uh learning environment so can you tell us a little bit about what your experience has been either during the past year and a half or what it is like now
3: yeah for sure Um, So, I obviously was in-person freshman year, and I was actually all online my junior year until the very last marking period. And as someone who's very social and kind of interacts by working with other students in the classroom, it was definitely a challenge for me to um, get a hold of my subjects the same way that I used to. But I can tell you that when I transitioned to hybrid, my fourth marking period, everything just kind of clicked for me. And I was able to use like the relationships that I did like create with my teachers and some of the peers on Zoom Mm -hmm. and translate that into an in-person environment. And that was really helpful for me. And especially this year, I've seen that it's, even with the masks and all of the um, measures that we have in place, it's still like, I can still learn and um, enjoy school. So I really appreciate that.
2: Yeah, I uh, am gonna piggyback on what she said. I definitely think transitioning from a normal school year was difficult at first. I was hybrid all year long last year. So seeing how the teachers would try to incorporate the online kids was really encouraging. And online, on my online days, I knew that my teachers were doing their best. And I appreciate as much as they tried to be flexible with us and adjust to Whatever it may be, if we were online that week because we were shut down for one week or whatever it was, I think just flexibility last year was really important. And it was a good year overall,
0: though. Okay, great, great. If we move to the to the other uh, students on our panel, what was what has your experience been like so far this year? Um,
5: so far this year, I think it's been great. I'm so happy to be able to get back in school five days a week, and. It's hard to remember what school was like, honestly, before, um, before COVID hit. I My freshman year got cut off, and, I mean, it was probably three quarters of the year, but, I mean, I think we've become so accustomed to this new life. So, I mean, I think I've had a lot of time to adjust, and I'm just grateful to be able to get back here this year. And that being said, I think last year was – like handled very well considering the tough situation great
4: uh i'm gonna piggyback off of what she said too i'm very happy to be back uh five days a week my i was hybrid last year i had a rough time doing online learning when i was in school i was doing decently well Uh, but yeah i'm just very happy to be back five days a
0: week so okay so Everybody's happy to be back five days a week. There's got to be something that you miss from last year that you don't have now, right? W- what, would it, what would it be? Is there anything that happened during last year that you were like, although, yes, it was very challenging for everyone, uh, very stressful, there may have been something, whether it's the schedule or or something that you had last year that you're like, oh, I actually miss that we don't have that now.
5: Um, I'll start with that. I think... I speak for more people than just myself when I say um, that a lot of people miss Wednesdays because uh, the Wednesdays, uh, I've heard them called as mental health Wednesdays. Um, that's when everyone was at home, and it usually was a pretty easy day for like schoolwork. So I do miss those.
3: <laughs> it's actually really funny that you said mental health. So um, one thing that I was going to talk about is how, kind of how much easier it was to run clubs and activities like that. So I started the Parkland High School Mental Health Awareness Club during the pandemic just because the effects of isolation on students, and I want to make sure that they had that environment where they can talk. And it was great how administration and the school nurses helped with that. But because we were online, we were really able to, like, organize our club and get people involved, even when they couldn't always make after-school activities like they would in a normal year. Um, so I actually, I don't know if I'm just saying this for myself, but I actually didn't mind Zoom and Google Meet. I thought they were really effective modes of communication. And I think even now we still have Zooms and like these video calls more often than we did before.
2: Yeah, I agree with Rashika. I think Zoom and Google Meet were really um, advantageous in some aspects for clubs. You could get more people there and fitting in their schedule. And even with a normal school day, being able to allocate more time to one class where you need it versus another class when you can quickly finish your work was really nice last year.
4: Um, I'm going to agree with both the use Google Meet and Zoom were both very good ways to communicate with your teachers
1: and classmates. <clears throat> I'd like to add on to that because we've uh, transitioned some of our parent forms at the high school to a virtual format. <clears throat> and instead of having um, 10 or 20 people there, I'm typically seeing 40 to 60. So to me, you know, as a, as a school leader, if I'm getting that much parent input or if I'm getting that much parent Involvement, I'm I'm really happy with that. I think that's it is a positive way we've been able to connect with parents more frequently in terms of school meetings or important meetings, uh, just to be able to connect with them. And in the end, you know, with our 72 square mile school district, it it is hard to get from point A to point B sometimes and then get back and then do your life on top of that. So um, I think it's been very beneficial because we have been able to connect with more people doing. Uh, through Zoom or through Google. So that virtual communication has really been able to enhance some of the you know, the quality of the communication and the programs that we offer for our students and our families. I would agree. Outside of the academic piece especially, it's really been helpful.
0: Definitely one of those areas of, of what have we learned um, and how we can communicate with each other maybe not always in an academic sense of, of in the classroom and learning because um, you had mentioned about that human experience and being able to be face-to-face with people but yet in Zoom or Google Meet or some of these other virtual ways we can communicate and get a lot accomplished and in some ways maybe even more accomplished than we could have if we were all trying to get together so that's really great perspective and also the idea and, and trust me I've heard a lot about the Wednesdays um, from students, teachers, even parents um about that you know, there, there was some benefit to those days, whether it was to be able to just catch up on, on your work, uh, be able to do some of the things that you needed to get done. Um, so we've, we've heard that quite a bit about the, the, the Wednesdays. I, I didn't hear about the mental health Wednesdays, but I did hear specifically about Wednesdays. Um, now I have a teenage son who's in high school. So I know, well, how about going back to having to get up for school five days in a row? how have you transitioned to that?
3: I would say that it definitely compounds upon you when you get limited amount of sleep throughout the week. So that was actually speaking of the Wednesdays again, why I liked it because it was kind of like a reset in the middle of the day. Um, So now I have to be a little more careful with my time management and when I get my homework done. So I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a little harder to get that same amount of sleep and rest, but I think like being able to get in in person and see your teachers and friends in school is still worth it.
5: Yeah. I think, um, waking up was definitely a nice part of the online days. You could wake up like 10, 15 minutes before your class and you could do your Google Meet in your pajamas if you really <laughs> wanted to. Like there was a yeah. sense of, um, like less, um, rigorous. I mean the class, like the class work was rigorous, but, um, the means of going to the classes I think was, um, yeah, less rigorous.
4: Yeah, waking up is definitely harder this year <laughs> than it was last year. Um, like she said, you could wake up 10 minutes before a class and still be there for a Google Meet. But, you know, it's all around worth it to wake up earlier this year, so.
0: Okay. All right, so let's we're 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 going to transition off the pandemic now for a little bit to get into a little bit more about specifically Parkland High School. Um, so, and this question is for anyone, and even even for Mr. Moniz, um, if if I wasn't a student here, um, or if I'm a middle school student, or I'm someone in the community, what might surprise me about Parkland High School?
3: I think it would really be like just the sheer amount of opportunities you have here. If you are interested in practically anything at all, there is a place at Parklands for you to explore it. I know there's there's like an Asian cooking club, we have our political science club. There's there's such variety of activities here. And like I know even in all the students we have here today, like the different activities are all represented and you can see everyone being able to like formulate their own passions through opportunities at the high school and I think as someone so I actually moved here from a smaller school district in elementary school and we didn't have like these vast programs there was no chorus there was no band or orchestra and I joined chorus now and I feel that if I hadn't been here I wouldn't have explored nearly as much about myself as I have today
0: great great
2: I want to compliment The faculty and the staff, the teachers here, I think coming into such a large school district and a large high school, you wouldn't expect to feel personal connection to as many teachers as I have been privileged to. The librarians, any teacher, if you reach out with a question or you need any assistance or just want to talk about something, they're always there for you, and I think that is surprising.
0: Great. That's an awesome answer. Anyone else on that question? Like oh, sorry.
1: <clears throat> I'd like to add that <clears throat> I don't live in the district, um, but I, I have a lot of respect for the work that our students put into their future and, and who they are as people. So many of our kids are incredibly dynamic, I mean, they challenge themselves academically. They are heavily involved in activities and clubs. They've been able to, to make a niche for themselves here in the school building. And they're terrific kids. And and I think it really speaks to who they are as people. And for a building of 3,200 kids day in day out, um, there's a lot of fantastic students here. And I'm really proud of who they are and and where they're headed. They really challenge themselves. And and I think it speaks to uh, their character and it speaks to uh, the value of education in our community. Uh, but to me, uh, that really stands out, and and I'm really glad to hear your perspective Demi, me about about the teachers because I know I feel that way, and I think they reach out to kids, you know, all the time, and it's it's so important to to create such a large environment, but yet make it feel like home. Is is just that's our bell. It it is really uh it, it's really important. So I'm glad that we're doing that well there.
0: All right, so. All four of you are very active in in activities, clubs, athletics. Uh, how do you how do you now figure out a way? First of all, to to know what to get involved with, but then also secondly, how to balance out your time. Um, and so I'm thinking more for if if I'm looking as a student to uh, be more active in what happens, or I'm going to be coming from eighth grade into ninth grade into a, a school with over three thousand students what did, what did, how did you become active in the things that you're active in and then secondly how do you stay involved uh, with there are so many options um and there's so many different opportunities that you can get involved in how do you stay uh motivated and active in those in those events and those activities
5: um so I'll start with that I think when I came into ninth grade the one of the best things was actually the club fair um even just to like walk around, and it was a little bit overwhelming, because there are so many clubs here at Parkland, but um, it was really great to see everything, and maybe not commit to something like 100%, but to just say, oh, I'm really interested in that, like, oh, I didn't even know that Parkland had this, like, that's really cool, Um, I think that was a great way to get involved, and um, to stay involved, I think, really, it's just about time management, and prioritizing what's important to you, And also writing things down and to remember things.
2: I agree. I think managing your time well, of course, is important. And then to stay involved, forming those relationships with people because... Most of all, in all of the clubs that I've been involved with, I think meeting people and connecting with different groups is really what has kept me going and wanting to see these people and work with them and do whatever activity with them.
3: Yeah, time management is definitely an art. (laughs) And I'll be honest, it is not one that I have fully down yet. Um, But I'm getting there. I think just being a student who's super involved, I'm going to be at the school till 8 p.m. today after corral and debate. So it's like, it's very important for me to be able to manage my classes and kind of get that work done beforehand. And someone who is a self-proclaimed procrastinator, that can be difficult (laughs) at times. So you definitely have to adjust your mindset and making sure that if you commit to an activity, it's something that you are 100% passionate about and want to pursue and dedicate the time towards.
0: Great. You know, you're 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 making a really strong case for this Wednesday, by the way. you you know, all the different things <laughs> you that you're involved <laughs> in, I know. Man, I'm feeling I'm feeling some pressure there. All right. So uh managing
4: your time with athletics is definitely important. Um so after our practice for football this season, I would go straight to homework where I would have study halls that I would do my homework in, then I would have plenty of time afterwards just to do whatever. Um, so, definitely managing your time is important in athletics.
0: Okay, great.
1: And just if I could add something to that, we know, <coughs> we know that the ninth graders are coming in, and, and there's, especially this year, it had to be even more overwhelming than normal. You know, one of the things that we've discussed, and, and I would like to hear from all four of you at the table on this one, is, you know, the potential to have that activity fair again for ninth grade students. We, we want engaged students. and. And the reality is it's hardest probably in your ninth grade year. So I don't know if you would like to talk about that, if you think it's a good idea or a bad idea, but it's something that we've discussed administratively to keep coming back to that opportunity to engage students. So if we would do an activity fair or if we did it differently, I would love to hear your thoughts on that.
3: I think it's really funny, first of all, that the bell always interrupts while you're talking, (laughs) Mr. Moniz. (laughs) Um, I think that idea has some merit. I think the thing with the activity fair, though, is that there's so many clubs that it's kind of, as Emily was saying before, like, it's a little overwhelming for students. So I think if maybe we had kind of, like, a forum where it was almost, like, here are kids who are involved in the club and they can, like tell you their experiences almost like a presentation rather than just kind of all of us trying to grab you and have you come towards our table and get our get our merch um i think that could perhaps be a little more fruitful
2: but i definitely think it's a good idea to do it again in talking to my younger brother who's a freshman this year, I'm hearing how most of his friends didn't really follow up on the flyers they may have gotten or joined that school AG group or gotten on that Remind. So I think getting them again to hear about the clubs firsthand, I think like Rashika said, would be important and impactful for getting them in clubs.
5: Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. And I think freshmen in the beginning of the year are really just so overwhelmed. Like le- I don't think clubs would be their number one priority. It's probably to get accustomed to the schedule and just to the school in general. Like, it's a huge transition from middle school to high school, especially here. Um, So I think an activity fair, like, later in the year would be not a bad idea at all because I think now that the freshmen are settled in, or even, like, sophomores because sophomores really didn't have a – complete and full year last year I think that would be great for them too I totally
4: agree, totally agree on those ideas Um, a lot of my friends also didn't follow through with their flyers into um, their groups so if we had another one I feel like it would benefit them
0: great idea great idea thank you all right two two more th- two more questions um, so we try to put out on on Facebook, on Twitter, and some different areas of social media hashtag Parkland Pride, um, as we try to get to different events and say different things. But from a student perspective, I, I kind of have an idea of what what it means for for me as a superintendent. But from a student at, in high school, what does what does that mean? What does Parkland Pride mean to you? Could be a hard question, I know, but
5: I think that um, Parkland Pride really means just being. Well, it means being proud of your school, obviously, but um, I think it is really great to say that you are part of the school because we are really fortunate and we have so many opportunities here. And I think, like, using that hashtag, I mean, obviously, like, social media-wise, if you click on it, you can see everything that the school does, and there's just, like, a plethora of activities, like, with such a wide range. And I think it's really honorable to say that you're a part of something even if it's something little or something that you did once, it's still really great. great. Mm-hmm. great
2: thank you. Definitely in sports, of course, you want to defend your team, defend your school. So we have Parkland Trojans, that pride there in athletics going against a team. But beyond that, in any activity that we do, I think it's really important that we are proud of the school we come from and what it represents.
3: I know. So I have some friends who go to Freedom High School. And um, when they talk about competing in Parkland, they're like, oh, Parkland, they always win or something like that. <laughs> and I mean, I think it's yeah, I'm, I'm proud to be part of a school that competes and is able to do well in their competitions, whether it be athletics or um, academia. And yeah, that's what that means to me. I have the, the sweatshirts with the um, logo on it. And when somebody asks me where I go to, I'm very proud to say that it's Parkland.
4: Yep, for um, athletics, especially football, Parkland Pride is a thing to yell on the football field. <laughs> um, you know, it's just showing
0: where you came from, especially after a win. It just shows who you are. Great. All right, so last, last – it's more of a maybe a, a comment – so we're asking a lot of questions. We started with the pandemic, started to talk a little bit about your experience as, as a student here. Um, talk about some of the positive energy and positive things that are happening. If, if for myself or for Mr. Moniz, what are some things that we should be thinking about in terms of our students um, and, and some things that maybe we haven't thought about, whether it's their pandemic related or not, that, that we should be able to take back to talk with our groups about? to try to help even make your experience as students uh, even more positive and this place even better.
3: I'm going to revisit the mental health thing that I talked about a little bit. Um, I know that the Parkland Education Foundation has also done a lot of work to make sure that we have um, mental health resources and speakers. But I think something that we were talking about as part of the club is getting the parents involved as well in mental health and making sure that they're aware of what we're doing to like Parkland is, is what I refer to as we, um, what you guys are doing to kind of make sure that students have access to these resources and how to help their students if they feel like they're struggling. I think we do a really good job with all the programs that we have, but students don't fully take advantage of them and parents are concerned. And it's, it's really important for them to know that there's, this is what you guys can do and like you are not alone here at Parkland. We have so many places for you to turn to. And just emphasizing that i mean i think that could never
5: hurt i think getting parents involved is a great way to help students with their mental health because a lot of times with that kind of topics kids are afraid to speak to their parents because maybe it's like an unknown subject or it's just unmarked territory for them so if the school i mean makes it widely known that there are resources maybe parents would consider reaching out to their kids first instead of the kids reaching out to the parents?
3: This is a little less serious, but bail times. Um, I don't know I don't know about the rest of the students here, but I got a lot of trouble getting to my class on time with the one-way hallways. <laughs> I'm always running to my economics class, and um, my teacher's standing by the door, and I can just... Actually, Damien, you're in my economics <laughs> class. She can attest to this. <laughs> so I think a little more time to get in between the halls of the school would be great.
2: Yeah, I agree. I'm also late to that economics class. <laughs> but even hustling to get to your class it is difficult sometimes to make it on time.
3: And it's, of course it's important that we have like the safety measures. So we've got to abide by that. But poor Miss Steinbaum, that's all need
0: to say. All right. Well, I think we're we're at our our about our, at our time. Um Mr. Moniz, thank you very much for for joining us today. And, and to all of our students on the panel. I think um, I started by saying how excited I was. I'm even more excited now. I have about five different thoughts in my head of how we can do something as a follow-up, maybe with some more specific questions. So if the four of you would be willing to, to join us again at some point um, in the future, and, and we can maybe drill down into some more questions, and then even have you guys maybe come up with some different questions that you might want to ask us not that I mean, we're pretty boring, to be honest with you. (laughs) I don't want to speak for Mr. Moniz, I'm gonna speak for myself. Um, But but certainly that we can that you can ask us some questions too. And I think you really hit on some really great topics that uh, even just triggers in in my head, um, as we move forward in some of the planning that we have and some of the things that we're doing. It's so great to hear some of the experiences that you're having, Uh, even though we're still in this pandemic the fact of, of, of that encouragement of being back in a relatively normal place and, and the learning is getting back to something that is a little bit more normal, yet we have a lot of lessons that we've learned and we have areas that we can continue to, to grow in. So I very much appreciate the four of you being here today. I, I apologize for taking you out of class a little bit. Um, but, we don't but, mind. But thank me. you.
1: Thank you very much. Yeah, I just want to thank our students for all their perspectives uh, regarding these topics. So without student voice, it is really hard to figure out, you know, sometimes how is your school need to be better? And the input that you provided today it really helps give us some additional great ideas as to how to make Parkland High School an even better place. And I want to thank Dr. Madsen for organizing this and preparing it and, and gathering us together so that we could, again, evaluate how our school district and specifically the high school can be a better place and Once again, thank you, Dr. Madsen.
0: Once again, please think about subscribing to our podcast series with more to come. Next episode, we sit down with our school board president and vice president for a look at the state of the district. And again, please consider um, sponsoring and donating to the Parkland Education Foundation. This podcast is partially supported by the efforts of the foundation, um, and they do some wonderful things uh, for our teachers and our students across the district. So please visit our website uh, and, and navigate to the Parkland Education Foundation for more information. And in closing, a special thanks to J.R. Renner for the technical support, Nicole Magala for the organizational and logistical support, Dr. Watson, and Amon Bonner for our outstanding music uh, to open and close our podcast. Thank you.